Hey friend, welcome to the Alive Living Podcast. My name is Sarah Raquel Gauthier, and I'm excited for our journey together. We are all spiritual beings on a spiritual journey, but sometimes we may feel like we're stuck and not fully living. The good news is, is that Jesus came so that you could have life and life abundantly. So let's stop sleepwalking and start living alive one conversation at a time. Many of you have asked if we could provide the audio version of the behind the scene conversation videos that Rebecca and I have been posting on Instagram TV. We had to figure out a few things on the back end, and as I've been working through this, I know that my brother, who's a sound engineer and owner of Soundhouse Studios in Lake and Florida, good plug for you, John, um, is probably going to be appalled at how we jerry-rigged this. But, you know, everything is a work in progress, and life is a work in progress, and living alive is a work in progress. So we're going to make it happen for you. So enjoy this behind-the-scene conversation where Rebecca and I talk about what is your calling. an opportunity to just kind of hear through these three foundational truths in this episode of thinking about what is my calling and what is your calling and I just wonder for you like so when you hear that idea of calling what comes to mind like what what resonates with you what's coming up for you as you hear this question of like what is my calling and the fact that you are called Mm -hmm. yeah so I kind of grew up in the church. I started to go to church when I was like nine years old. And I remember, she says kind of, that's her, because she's 19. That's 10 years of the <laughs> But some people years. were like, you were like, yeah, I was, I was in the womb. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, were yeah, already yeah. in church. Yeah, but I had like a coming, like I have a very sen- uh, clear sense of awareness of like when I came to Christ. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I remember being in church and I, I guess our church, the you know, where we used to go was pretty Pentecostal, I would say. Um, and so people would, you know, we would have these prayer sessions and, and people would pray over me and they'd be like, you know, tú tienes un gran llamado. like you have this incredible calling over your life. And that would be like, amen. Like I received that. <laughs> and then the next day I would be like, but what is that? Calling? <laughs> like what, yeah. what am I called to? Yeah. Um, what is my purpose? Like, I think from a very young age, mm-hmm. I started asking myself so, that question. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a very important question to be asking yourself from a very young age because yeah. it gives you direction, it gives you purpose, it gives you life, it gives you meaning. Yeah. But because the church frames, oftentimes the church can frame calling as something so grand and ethereal and almost <laughs> unattainable, it can yeah. feel like, am I doing anything? Like, am I am I living my calling? Am I, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, so that is like the initial reaction to the word calling. Yeah. So often when we're talking about um, calling, the way that we frame it, even inside the context of the church and having been a youth pastor for 10 years, like I'm pretty sure, like, let me call myself out on this. Well, like we frame it as something that is out there, mm-hmm. right? Like something that you use the language of like ethereal or something like out of this world or otherworldly or almost unattainable. And yeah. so there's this deep sense of shame, this deep sense of like guilt when I'm like, I I don't even know what that is. Like, yes, I received that prayer and that was powerful. But what, like, what does that mean? Um, and I think part of it is because we, the language that we use and the, the way that we come across is like, it's, it's something that's like out there. I think the other thing that we do uh, as the body of Christ that we gotta like stop doing 
um, is we, we make calling and vocation something that's like, I have a sacred call mm. and a secular call and the two cannot coexist. And so like, I have a sacred holy call to like be a missionary and mm. go to coach and like do these things and like, and then, but then I have my like secular calling to yeah. be a gym teacher or whatever. <laughs> like, but we we separate these worlds and this understanding of calling yeah. in a way that I think is not only not biblical, but it, it's not even not true to our embodied mm-hmm. lived experience. And I think, and I'm particularly passionate about this because as somebody who trained to be an attorney, like I'm a lawyer by training. I practiced mm-hmm. law for for five years, worked with small businesses, and like did that super meaningful, but I, I can't say that I was outside of my sense of calling. Mm. In fact, I think that when we begin to understand calling as something that's in here and God is calling us and God has hardwired us on the inside, yeah. then it means that anything I do, whether I'm a barista, whether I'm a lawyer, whether I'm an Uber driver, yeah. like wh- whatever I do. And even for, for young people like you, like you might not be in your profession per se, but that doesn't mean that you're yeah. existing outside of your sense of calling. And so I think we've got to, we've got to, we got to do two things as, as the body of Christ, change the language. So that's not something that's out there and ethereal and something that is a, is a goal to be achieved, um, but rather this gift to be received. Right. And I think the second thing we've got to do a better job doing is like not dividing. Like I have this, secular and sacred call like Mm. you are one whole person and your whole life is to be used for the glory of god in whatever you do um and that's why i think that what paul says in in verse one he says i urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called it's not like your sacred calling and your secular Mm. calling there's not two callings there's one rebecca and rebecca has called been, been invited by god to to x god calls you x and has invited you to do y and like that that happens when you're a student it happens as a daughter it happens as a friend it happens in all of our lives and so i think that's part of the wholeness that we need to recapture as part of this conversation Mm -hmm. it's good yeah i like what you said about not differentiating between the secular and the sacred because I, I think when we begin to live our calling in every area of our life that is when the quote that you read in the yeah the, the pod, yeah in the podcast yeah that is when we meet the world's greatest need yeah um yeah and so I can give the example of when I went to college what my I guess my calling was or is um I want to learn how to tell stories so that it can help others tell their stories yeah and that doesn't mean that I that is like bound to only college like I'm only learning how to tell stories in college <laughs> right. I'm only learning that in like my cinema class right in every single area of my life yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to learn that and that's actually I, I think is the best way to learn is yeah. by pulling from from everything right right um so if I only use that sentence and I only use that purpose for college I would be missing out on so many different conversations <laughs> right on so many different content that I'm consuming. Right. Um, and I wouldn't be learning right. holistically. Right. Um, and I do think... Yeah. yeah, well, and we would be missing out on the yeah. ability to be doing this podcast as a video podcast because mm. that was actually Rebecca's idea and Rebecca wanting to practice this idea yeah. of telling stories through, in this case, mm. a visual a visual medium. So we would be missing out on this if Rebecca only isolated yeah. that to like her cinema classes at college. Mm. Yeah, but I think it's beautiful how Christ reconciles all the different parts of us and yeah. uses it to create a whole being. And that's something yeah. that you're always talking about. Yeah. 
um and how do we how do we become whole and that is how we live a life is by being a whole yeah. a whole person and utilizing all the different gifts all the different equipment that god has given us uh these three foundational truths so you're called you're equipped and you're, you're a gift is there one question that you have that you're like hoping we tackle um yeah. during this this season of the alive living podcast yes um i think one question that i have that is probably, it's something that we're all always thinking about yeah. and we always want tools, practices, ideas on how, how to continue to um, listen to that voice. You talked yeah. about the me, like how there's this calling that God gives us, but then there's also like this little Rebecca inside of me that yeah. is is trying to be heard. Yeah. Um, so yeah. what practices, tools do you have that could help us to continue to listen and, and learn more about our our voices? Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting. We talk about voices. Um, so my, my first book, which oh, it's been about a year since the launch of that book, actually yeah, yesterday yeah, or this sometime time. this week has been the year um, since the launch of that book. But it's, it's all about finding your voice. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that what is so important about that book, and it continues to be important about that book, um, is that this, this idea that we live in a world where there are so mm -hmm. many voices. There's so many voices competing for our attention, competing for all the time and yeah. trying to impose their voice on us. And so how do you find your voice? So I wrote Color Me Yellow, Finding Your Voice, the Tension Between God's Promises and Their Fulfillment to help guide people yeah. along that journey of finding their voice. And the first section, which is really about uncovering your voice, focuses on values, mindset, and vision. Those are the three kind of foundation mm -hmm. building blocks of how do I uncover the voice that's within. And I think at a, at a minimal level, like going through the exercise of thinking about like, what are my core values? Mm -hmm. What are these guiding principles that help me as I'm, as I'm trying to discern and trying to walk through my life, like really getting clear yeah. on those core values. To me, that's been one of the most transformational mm -hmm. um, conversations that I've had over the years, one of the most transformational activities. And there's an activity in the book actually, where you can go through mm -hmm. and really begin to think about your core values yeah. Um, and so I think that's the best place to start. We want to begin to uncover that voice within. It's really getting clear on, on what's core to you. Yeah. What are your core values? I use the language of like, what makes you tick and what ticks yeah. you off as the questions to think <laughs> about when you're thinking about your core values. But I think there's like something on the inside of us that, that is always resonating or it's in dissonance with something that's happening. And, and that's how we begin to uncover, like, what, what is it? Like who who am I really on the inside and what, what, what's the call from the inside? I think it really begins with understanding our core values. Yeah. yeah. And to continue plugging her book, we, <laughs> when we, yeah. I think I did the value activity, like, I don't even know, maybe like five years ago. Oh, maybe something even more than that. More yeah. than I've been rocking that activity for yeah, a Yeah. <laughs> but it, it had, like she said, it has truly been transformational yeah. and it continues yeah. to be grounding to think about my values and how they're shaping me and how they're guiding me. Mm -hmm. Um, and how, I, I can show up as a more whole person. Yeah. And I think that's the key, right? I mean, you're saying here, this language of being grounded. I think when we're trying to discern God's calling, God calls me. I, there's a me inside of me that's calling myself. When we're, when we get clear on the sound of that voice and our ear becomes attuned to that sense of calling, we get grounded in a way that we can walk into any room, mm. any circumstance. And, and we may not know, how the whole yeah. thing is going to play out necessarily, which is okay. Um, but at least we have a sense of groundedness. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of understanding identity, purpose, calling, all mm -hmm. these things. It's like 
getting grounded in our values and so I, I i yeah i've been rocking that activity i've done it with with young people old people i've done it in work context i've done it at church i've done it in a million yeah. places but that if for no other reason getting the book so that you can get your hands on that activity it's like it's worth it and if you only read that chapter um that's fine too but like at least you'll be grounded and in in your sense yeah. of like what's going on on the yeah. inside so it's good that's good. We'll see you next time on the Alive Living Podcast, building you up to live alive one conversation at a time. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, friend. Thanks for being a part of the conversation today. Before you go, I want to invite you to do two easy things. Number one, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That way, you won't miss a moment of the journey. Second thing, share this podcast with a friend. Let's continue to build one another up to live alive one conversation at a time.